last time on Wild Space. He said, do everything you can to help these two off-worlders. So guess what? I'm gonna point you in the right direction. Although I don't know anything about a holocron. A Sith Lord was at that super prison. Are we going to a super prison? Is that next on the, on the docket for us? A blaster bolt streams by your faces and hits the cantina. And you do notice that he has a, like a black and silver helmet on with a T-shape in the front of the visor. <laughs> oh, Billy, this makes me happy. You have made it all the way up to the top of the ladder. You are throwing your second leg over the parapet and you are now standing over the sniper. All right, so uh, the first thing I want to do is, remember that whole uh, thing that you all laughed at that I put on, that... Uh, that the, uh, the poncho? That crappy looking poncho. <laughs> the tool roll? The tool roll that I cut yeah, a hole in. What do you got now, Batman? I immediately rip it off and I throw it at his face. I want to throw it at him. And as it's in the air, I want to take my pistol out and shoot him. Roll for poncho. <laughs> Yeah, let's hang on. Let's see here. I, I like what you're doing. I like where you're at, but we're going to have to figure <laughs> out what to have you roll for this. Cause <laughs> you're basically going to, are you, are you just like going to throw it over his head? Or are you like trying to no. frisbee this thing? Like blind him, like to get in his visuals, to disrupt his line of his visual communications. Okay. I'm going to have you do your, your damage roll against him, but I'm going to have you do it against two difficulty just because you're trying to do two things at once. And so instead of having you do like another athletics check or something like that, we're not gonna do that. I'm just gonna make it a little bit more difficult for you to make this close range shot. Okay. All right, uh, here we go. Zero successes, three advantages. You, you throw your poncho at him he sees the tool roll bag coming and he's able to take one of his arms and he just pushes it out of the way. So that's no factor. Once that's out of the way, now he starts to scurry up. Your blaster bolts miss. You take one, one solid shot and he's able to like push that thing out of the way and he rolls in that direction immediately and misses that blaster bolt hits just right on the ground, right behind him. What you are able to do though, is get yourself some cover and roll behind because you see, oh crap, missed. So you're able to roll behind an air conditioning unit that's right near the corner of the building. Like right where you guys are all at, right where all that stuff is taking place, you're able to roll behind some cover. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to do with your turn? And maybe ask for ask for your tool roll poncho back? No, we're done with that. It's a, it's a one-time use. Okay, well done with that. Okay. As you are rolling into cover, he immediately transitions to his blaster rifle on his hip. He's very quick on the draw. You're like, damn, he's done that before. And he punches out and he, it takes a shot at you as you're rolling in to cover. Are you taking notes, mercenary here? Or are you learning something from this guy? Oh, he's absolutely taking notes. <laughs> 
game recognize game. So oh, what's going absolutely. on here? This is type A versus type A right now. Okay. So we are going to go short range against back to you go. Got to give him a setback. He's, he's hidden. He's definitely getting a setback. So he's against one difficulty and we're going to give him the setback because you're rolling into cover and he's, he just rolled himself. So I'm going to give him another difficulty and we'll see where we land. One failure, two threats. He transitions super quick to his sidearm. And and like, you don't see it happen, but if somebody were to have seen it happen, they'd be like, damn, I'm pretty impressed. Now, the problem is this particular um, enemy sniper pays so much attention to his long range weapon that he's really bad about cleaning his short range weapon, making sure that that thing is ready to go. So he fires at you, but it don't go boom blast. It goes click, <laughs> right? So now he knows there's some type of a, a weapon malfunction. Instead of keeping his attention on you going into cover, he looks at his weapon like this and he starts trying to do the old tap roll rack thing, trying to get the thing to work and it's not working, but he's now on his knees having taken a shot at you completely exposed and his attention is not on you anymore. And that's the end of his turn. Mm. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Yeah. You better climb a ladder fast, buddy. Okay. Time. <laughs> Sawyer Jax is on the outside of the building and he's, He's looking up there. He hears all of this stuff. There's there's gunfire now. He's kind of looking around. <laughs> He's going to look to the left and the right. He's trying to figure out what to do. He knows that Vec went on one side of the building, so there's no ladder directly in front of him um, because there was no way to get uh, get up to try to, to, to get right to the sniper. So he is going to go to the other side. If Vec is on the alpha side, he's going on the Charlie side. He wants to go on the exact polar opposite of Vec, hoping that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to come up right behind Vec because that doesn't help him at all. He is booking it now uh, in in his robes uh, to try to scramble up this uh, this building as fast as he possibly can. He's a little bit worried that his partner is dead also. Okay, so yeah, that's that would make sense. Um, so now he is he's going up a different building or just the opposite side of no he's going up the opposite side of the same building he wants to go up the building that the sniper is in but he just wants to go up that building on the opposite side that he knows vec dugo is on okay so are you do you know if there's a ladder on that side of the building nope i do not know (laughs) i do not know there's a ladder on that side of the building okay so which side of the building would you like to run to? i want to (laughs) run to the side of the building that i said i want to run to the the side of the building that is opposite of vectugo and hope that there's a ladder you said there's ladders all over the place so i'm just going to be like maybe there's a ladder there i guess we'll we'll figure that out there's not a ladder like right in front of me right they're saying there's a chance we are going to figure figure that out now the um unknown enemy sniper who's on the roof like looking at his gun he yells over reception check (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry maybe that was the gm i I yell back up into the thing (laughs) i want a bonus (laughs) (laughs) okay so the fact that i already said there's ladders all over the place is going to probably help your role here because i'm going to give you a boost die 
I'm not going to give you difficulty. Love it. But there, there's a reason for it. So go ahead and roll a boost die perception check without difficulty. No difficulty? No difficulty. Because I already gave you some information. So. Okay, two successes, two advantages. And that's what I thought was going to happen. Perfect. Okay, reason being is this. There's not another ladder on that particular building. Would not make any sense for that to be the case. But there is a ladder. It's a fire two ways out. That's what they teach you, right? They teach the school kids two ways out of every building, right? Bro, <laughs> this is an imperial prison planet, okay? <laughs> imperial uh, uh, building inspectors were busy. <laughs> Okay, they didn't want to come to the makeshift <laughs> town where their employees were staying in the evening after they got off of work to be hard-pressed on code enforcement. Well, their sprinkler heads are probably 12 feet apart. <laughs> so, two successes, two advantages. You are able to get to the corner of the building that you wanted to be on pretty quickly, too, for a guy in a robe. But you quickly start looking around and realize... Crap, there's only one ladder on this one. I need to find a ladder on this other building. So you run back down and find a similar ladder as the one on the other building on the building adjacent. And you are able to access that ladder. But keep in mind, you're now a building apart. Oh, no. Well, it's better than nothing. I got to get on the roof at this point because I'm not doing anything down there and he's freaking out. He doesn't like being down in the alley waiting for, like, the head of the sniper to come back out because that means that Vec is dead. <laughs> so he is going to scramble up the ladder and we'll reassess once we get up there. Um, I can't help but give you anything but good news with two successes and two advantages on that roll. You are now at the top of the building. It's the adjacent building. The distance between the two buildings is probably five feet from roofline to roofline. You're standing and you're looking over the parapet. You can clearly see the entire scene, but you do not see Vec Dugo. He's clearly behind some kind of cover. You can't see him, but you have a clear line of sight to his back. You see the back of the enemy sniper and he looks like he's doing something with his hands. How far a distance is it between the parapets of the buildings? Five feet from edge to edge. Oh, that's five feet. I can jump five feet, right? <laughs> yeah, if you pull your skirt up. I think I can. I think I can do that. I mean, first of all, they are resplendent robes. Thank you. In some <laughs> so circles. Pull up my resplendent robes. And I think that, okay. Here's what I just roll me an athletic check. Yeah, I know what you want. I got, to do. <laughs> I've got the best idea here. I'm going to roll the athletics check and then I'm going to tell you what I do. If this thing works. Okay. I've got, I got, I, I'm so excited about this. If this works at all. And I want you to add your own. This is going to be fun. I want you to add your own difficulty based on what you think you want to do. Okay. It's going to be, well, the jump itself is not that hard, right? Like I have to jump from one to the other. I will give myself, I will give myself two difficulty, okay? okay. Um, which okay. I think is fair, but... I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to give you a boost. <laughs> so. Yeah, I really can't even argue for a boost. We've got a guy in robes that's going to try to jump across the roof to another sniper. No, he's going to... We're just going... 
Here we go. Okay. Whew. Ready? I'm ready. This is not going to go well. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> went about like I thought it would. <laughs> oh, Please have God. fun with this. <laughs> you guys. The GM just, just spit his whiskey onto his keyboard. It was that bad. <laughs> Three failures, two advantages <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so... Um, well... So I had an idea of what was going to happen if I succeeded. I think it's only fair for you to say what happens when this yeah, happens. Yeah, I think you're right. So, okay. <laughs> so in in true, like if you've ever seen somebody who is not, I know everybody has watched TikTok. So people who think they're athletic and they're not really that athletic. <laughs> what I believe you wanted to do was back up about 10 feet. Like you literally, like you, it was, it was almost like you were going into a double Dutch match. Like your, your arms are going up and down. Like you're, you're, you're timing this thing out perfectly. You back yourself up about 10 feet. <laughs> you slowly start to crunch up your skirt, right? So you have legs, your legs are showing and your legs are pasty ass white, right? <laughs> Super pasty, like almost <laughs> translucent. And, you know, literally like you're on diesel prime. The sun's free. So get yourself a tan. You pull your, your skirt up there as much as you can. Robes. And you just. Robes. Your resplendent robes. And you just, you look down and you just, you shake your head back and forth and you go say something under your breath that nobody else knows, but you start running. And as you run, you do a leap because your plan is to leap up and then plant your foot on the first parapet and then leap to the second parapet like a Jedi, right? You are clearly not a Jedi. So on that leap, you almost make it, but that front foot, like your toes, catch the edge of the parapet <laughs> and the, your entire torso goes forward, okay? You go butt over tea kettle. Now instead, <laughs> now, now you're in between the buildings, Sawyer, I hope you're picturing this because you're in between the buildings in midair and your speed has been slowed by your foot that hit the top of the parapet. You're now upside down and you are going, you're, you're heading towards the middle, the ground in the middle of the two buildings. You're going down into this alleyway head first, but you did roll me two advantages. So what happens is your resplendent robes catch the edge of the corner of this parapet. Oh no. And you now my friend are dangling head first in the middle of two buildings with your robes caught with your head facing toward the ground and you are stuck. You're hanging there. The other <laughs> failure that you gave me, you now have the attention of the enemy sniper. He heard something <laughs> happening and he turned around and his back is now 180 degrees away from where it was and he's facing the commotion. He doesn't see anything. Maybe he notices that there's some cloth caught on the corner of the parapet. He does not see you. He heard a noise and he and you are literally hanging <laughs> upside down in between the two buildings. So he doesn't see me just vanish in between the buildings? I'm pretty sure your turn's over. Yep, that's oh, pretty much that it. Perfect cinema right there. 
I just hear you going, oh, full, yeah, full <laughs> Wilhelm scream on the way down. Oh, is it my turn? It is Vec Dugo's turn. And th that, my friend, is like all the planets aligning for you. What would you like to do, sir? Oh, wow. This is, again, a buffet. All right, so all this has happened so fast. His gun jammed. Uh, the, no, not even five seconds later. Uh, he hears this massive noise in a man who's slightly startled and scared, like yelling in the background. So without hesitation, this is too much. Full <laughs> so he hears that going on. So without hesitation, uh, I pull out my blaster and just mutter, never take your eyes off the enemy, rule number one, and just fire. Oh, the gank has rules. Okay. That's why we went out the back door. You never take your eyes off potential enemies. I am going to have you do that in addition to a boost die because his back is to you. His attention is off of you. It is short range and his weapon has jammed. Like he clearly has not trained situational awareness <laughs> when your weapon goes down. So... Yeah, go ahead and roll your roll with a boost die. Two successes, five advantages. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, what you do notice is that he he's a sniper, right? So he, he like, front-loaded his armor. He had zero armor on the back. That's a critical hit. You have every advantage over this combatant. And the reason being is because you're behind him. You're at short range. You had his attention was off of you. You basically you didn't have any barriers in between you and success. The roll two successes and five advantages. I'm just going to flat out ask you, how do you do it? I pull off my mask and I say those words I previously had said. So at this point, you're seeing the red eyes or the yellow eyes, the red fur, the nasty grimacing smile with the chiseled teeth and it just looks hungry. Just hungry and pissed off. And so that's when I pull out the blaster and then you hear his, his without that like muffled, you know, esque rule number one, never take your eyes off your enemy. Pulls out his blaster and just fires. So your blaster bolt hits him directly in the back. Clearly he's, he's very light, lightly armored in the back. Like he was ready for an assault from the front. You hit him directly in the back and you blow about a basketball size hole in between his shoulder blades. You see pink mist amidst your blaster bolt and he just drops just like a sack of potatoes to the ground. His head hits, you can hear the tink of his helmet hitting the ground. He is done. Not a single movement after that. And like, you almost don't even want to look at the wound. Or maybe you kind of do want to look at the wound because you're like, I did that. With five advantages, you actually can hear the whimpering from Sawyer Jax, who is hanging upside down in between two buildings. What would you like to do, <laughs> sir? <laughs> is the bounty, the, the dead hunter between me and Sawyer. So I have to walk past the hunter to get to Sawyer. Correct. I drop my, which was pretty much the equivalent of just, you know, a couple 
plexiglass kind of style, you know, just eye holes that were glowed yellow. Then there's the old rugged crappy mask and I drop it. And I slowly start walking towards the direction, which clearly I know Numbnuts is hanging there. I can hear him whimpering. But before I do so, I want to bend down and pick up his helmet and take it off and take it with me. This is my trophy. As you are walking up to as you're walking up to him, you're able to get a closer look at him now. And what you can see out the the back of the helmet is it, I mean, it looks like protruded skin that's just coming out the back the like the back part of the helmet and down onto his shoulders, which is runs down into the middle of his shoulder blades and is like burnt off with all the rest of the stuff from the blaster bolt. As you pull the helmet off, it, it takes a little bit to get the helmet off because it looked like it fit pretty damn tight on there. You're trying to figure out why. Well, as you pull the helmet off, you're, you realize that, oh my gosh, like this this is not a humanoid. Like those, that, those were ears that were coming out of the back of that thing. And no wonder this helmet fit so tight. This is a Gungan. This is very, very bad. Oh my gosh. You killed a Gungan? They deserve it. They do not. Yeah, they do. Oh, killed a <laughs> killed a Gungan sniper. Not a not a very good wow. one. But anyway, you were you were <laughs> able to get the helmet off, and the helmet is, for all intents and purposes, it looks like it is a Mandalorian style helmet. You don't know if it's Beskar. You got a pretty damn good idea that it probably is Beskar if it is a Mandalorian helmet. But it looks like everything is intact. It looks fairly new. It's a little worn on the edges, and then it looks like there was a, a pretty decent dent put on the front of it when the Gungan took the shot in the back and landed on his face. What what color is it? I'm just out of curiosity. It is black, and the highlights are silver. Okay. But the base color is black. Black with silver highlights. Okay. I'll, uh... Oh, you got yourself a new piece of gear, my friend. So I looked out the helmet... And I just kind of just rub it, just look at it, you know, kind of like having a moment. And he just smirks, turns the helmet, puts it slowly on. I start making my way uh, over to uh, Tugger Nuts, hanging off the edge there. As you put the helmet on, the UI system for the helmet actuates. Oh, does it like, does it give, is it giving me readouts? Is it, is it, is it talking? You're getting all kinds of stuff. Uh, readings for di for ranges. You're getting readings for temperatures. Um, you're actually hearing the accentuation of the whimpering of Sawyer Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's unnecessary. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's accurate. Okay, he his senses are incredibly in tune now, so he can hear you crying way more than he was before. This is awesome. Okay. I'm going to probably talk with you a little bit more after this just to get special specs and what I need for armor and all that. Uh, anyway. All right. So I put it on and I, I'm, 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 my eyes are just like all over the place, just listening and taking all this information, you know, just this new uh, sensory information. And out of all this, I hear, <laughs> I start to hear them whimpering. <laughs> and as I focus it on, it seems to get a little bit louder. Can I, does it give me estimations? Of what? I want to know, like, estimations of, like, distance from, like, a point A to a point B. Yes, you get ranges. The, the whimpering is, is too loud in, in the background. We're losing our concentration. 
So I want to pick up that rifle as well. I'm assuming there's a ledge for the roof, right? There is. Where, where he, there is. So I purposely grab that rifle and I lean over with just my head and that rifle. And I just mutter, got you right where I want you now. <laughs> so Sawyer Jax is upside down. His robes are over. Uh, his robes are attached. It's the only thing holding on. So his head is exposed. So he looks up and sees the helmet and the gun. <laughs> and he immediately thinks that we have lost and he's dead. And so he kind of like holds his arms up, but now they're facing down. right? So he's, he's just holding his arms towards <laughs> the street. And, and he says to the guy, he goes, uh, I give, I give up. Um, I, I don't really, really have anything except this excellent <laughs> piston, which I think you might be interested in. I bought it from a Jawa. <laughs> That's all he can think of. <laughs> all right. So I start laughing, put down the rifle, and I just say, you threw the bottle? And I, I realized that it's him, and it's it's Vectugo, and I was like, and I go, oh, it wasn't a bottle. It was only a glass, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I grab him. I grab uh, him by his robes and try to pull him up. Okay, athletics check. No, come athletic, on. You can do Give just, me athletics don't, check. Don't let him Difficulty? <laughs> <laughs> What's my difficulty here? Just, just pull I me mean, up. I'm kind of worn out. You know, we can add a formidable uh, amount of difficulty. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to use a dark side point right here. <laughs> no, you're fine. Jeez, again, can fully pull up a resplendent rope kid. He pulls you up. He gets you right in. He helps dust off your robes and everything. And you guys are both now safe and standing on a rooftop with a dead sniper. What would you like to do? Sawyer Jax walks over. First of all, he like sort of dusts himself off and tries to tries as best he possibly can to uh, regain some sort of level of dignity uh, because that's important to him. It's clearly not working. He walks over, snipe is face down with a giant hole in the back of him. Uh, he sees that he's a Gungan, uh, which is a little bit of a surprise to him. Uh, he wasn't really expecting that. Where's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> nope, De definitely not. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so he just kind of like, he, he sort of kicks him with a toe and, and has this look of disgust on his face because it's a significant amount of gore uh, for a con man. He, he wasn't quite ready for the enormous basketball-sized hole in another being on the top here. Uh, and he looks over Vec Duco and he says, Finally, I thought I was going to have to do everything around here. <laughs> Wow. So I don't even say anything. I just look at you with my visor and just shake my head. There's definitely a, a moment where I look down at the sniper rifle and I don't necessarily want a sniper rifle because that's not really my thing. But at the same time, we are going into a super prison, or at least that does seem to be the next logical step for this thing. And so I'm wondering whether or not I should take it. And so I look over at... Uh, I look over at Vec Dugo and go, ah, uh, you know, I'm not 
I'm not real good with guns, uh, but kind of thinking that maybe like one of the two of us should take this big gun here. It seems like it would be pretty useful in what I worry might be coming next. I think that's probably fair. Or you could just take the scope off the top. Yeah. I mean, can you like, uh, I don't know, uh, teach me how to fire this thing real quick? I can teach you how to hand me the gun. Uh, that sounds good too. Let's just do that. <laughs> Why don't you roll me a mechanics check? Beck. Beck is our combatant. What kind of difficulty you want on it? None. Straight up. One success, one advantage. Okay. Figured that as a combatant, as a trained combatant, you would know what you were dealing with. So you are able to look down at the weapon on the ground. And what you are able to decipher is that is it, it is a Blastech 280 heavy blaster rifle with a telescopic optical sight. And on the side, it says Mersun 80Z. Whether or not you know what that means, as at least as far as those are the manufacturers of it, you are able to look over that rifle and tell that that is a very high-end heavy blaster rifle. So that's coming with us. It looks real nice. I mean, it, the, I like the colors. I think that they blend well and uh, aesthetically. It's uh, I love what they've done with the with the back. Is that what that part's called where it goes into your shoulder? The back. Yeah. I look at you, I look at the gun, and I thought, you know, I think this would go well with my helmet, actually. You're such a simpleton. <laughs> I agree. I think that uh, I think it's an excellent match. Yeah. Hey, did you see that wound? Did you see what I did back there? It was impressive. You know, I bet it's warm. I grab his hand. You want to see? Here. I put my big arm around you and just kind of, like, pull you closer, like, in, like, grab your hand, like, put your hand out, like, here, just touch it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I mean, I, I, it's not, it's a nice wound. It's a, no, I'm good. I'm good. Is that all you guys would like to do? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I want to search him. Okay. You want to search the, the body? Yes. I want to search the body. Okay. Roll me a perception check. Three successes, one advantage. Okay, friends. As you are uh, rifling through the dead Gungan's property, you are able to find a few items. Um, he actually had a, like a satchel that he took with him. And the satchel was pretty close to where he had set up to start sniping on you guys. And what you're able to find inside, it's, it's pretty light. There's not a whole lot of things in there, but what you are able to find are some light rations. So it looks like he was planning for the long haul. He has a container of water with him, which of course you're on diesel prime. Everybody carries water. It's very hot there. You're also able to find a hollow projector. Uh, it's a small handheld hollow projector and a strange looking key card with an Imperial insignia on it. Don't really know what that is. It just looks like a, some type of an access card with an Imperial insignia on it. So aside from the hollow projector and the Imperial insignia, that's that's all that he was carrying. He had a couple of extra uh, energy cells for his weapons and which he probably should have put one into his blaster because that thing malfunctioned. But 
that's all you find. You know, uh, I, I, I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit better at this. I wasn't going to search him, but you know, you deciding to search him, that's a good idea. We should do that like every time now. So, um, I think that this key card is probably going to be something that's going to be pretty useful at that prison. I'm just guessing, but what I'm really interested in is this hollow projector. What do you say we fire this thing up? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to keep, uh, looking over this body. That's just weird and gross. And so let's fire, let's turn on this hollow projector and I guess I'll just watch it by myself then. So a uh, hollow projector is something I'm not going to have you roll anything because a hollow projector is something in the star Wars universe that is, it's clearly used by everybody. Everybody's seen it's like turning on a phone. Yep. We got it. Right. Exactly. Everybody knows how to do it. So you activate the hollow projector and with uh, Vex attention turned away from it as he's, continuing to search the dead Gungan, you are in complete surprise because what displays itself on the hollow projector is an image. It's a bust of Vec Dugo. Now, you know this because his mask was off. You know what he looks like. This is a picture. It's a hologram of Vec Dugo, and it's just turning slowly in a circle on this hologram that is sitting in the palm of your hands it turns for about five seconds and then it stops and some information comes up and it's all written in orbish and the text in orbish reads bounty amount 5,000 credits dead or alive name dugo comma vec race gank affiliations, former security for Naga the Hut, and in asterisks all around, it says armed and dangerous, and then on the bottom, it says delivery to Narshada red light sector, and then a scannable location code pops up at the very end of the transmission. It looks like you could scan it, or it's, there's, some type of additional information that could be gathered by the, the location code, and then it recycles and goes back to the hologram of Vec Dugo and starts to go back through that information again. Is, did Vec see me turn this on, and did he see that thing go? Vec is saying no. I look back at Vec, and I look at this bounty puck, and I, there it, it happens very quickly but it takes a hot minute where there's a moment where Sawyer Jax wonders whether or not this would be something that he could talk his way around and what he would do but he has been on the run for a while now and things have gone pretty badly for him and at this moment He's going to make a decision right now that he's going to trust that the gank will not betray him and he is going to attempt to err on the side of friendship on this thing. And so he leans over and he says, Mr. Dugo. Still rummaging. He holds out the hollow projector to him and goes, you're going to want to take a look at this. And he turns on the hollow projector and he shows him a picture of his own face. 
Why is Vec Dugo's face on a bounty puck? Will Sawyer Jex be able to find a tailor to repair his torn, resplendent robes? Will the duo finally make it to the super prison on Diesel Prime? Find out on the next episode of Wild Space RPG. Oh, hello. I'm IR8, and thank you for tuning in to Wild Space. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell your friends, consider subscribing, and leave us a review. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Wildspace Corp to stay updated. For all of our content, find us on the holonet at wildspacecorp.com. Email your transmissions to wildspacecorp at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 202-743-6120. Thank you and see you next time on Wild Space.